this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Adrian Bracey. Adrian is a speaker, author, leadership strategist, and president of Adrian Bracey and Associates. She has a passion to inspire and make a difference in the lives of women and girls. And she is a past TEDx St. Louis speaker, which makes me so happy, and I just love her. So hello, Adrian. Well, good day, Mish. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. I was excited that you were like, yes, I will be on your podcast. Your talk uh, was, you know, I don't get to see a lot of the talks because I'm backstage a lot. But for the women's event, I got to be out front more. And your talk was one that I got to catch live with my daughter. Oh. So it was just perfect. But let's talk about, I mean, like, talk about your idea and what was, in, why that was so important for you to share from that stage. Sure. So my idea uh, that I talked about was my passion for empowering women. And the reason why that is so important to me is because of my humble beginnings. And so not having powerful women, uh, corporate, I should say, business women in my life uh, growing up, um, I just wanted to share my journey so that I can inspire as my passion and my purpose in life is to inspire and enhance the lives of women and girls. And so that was really important for me to bring value to others so that others can see, wow, it's not where you are today but it's where we're try we're trying to get to and not to give up that that goal or that dream. But talk about that cuz your journey is very interesting, ma'am. I mean, it's not what people may think is a typical journey because there's the NFL involved here. I mean, let's talk about your journey. Yeah, sure. So, my journey started of course um, with humble beginnings. I grew up in Liberty City. And so that's an area in Miami, Florida, that's infested with drugs and prostitution and gangs. And I was adopted at age 10. So fortunately, my adopted parents, they taught me um, the the importance of having God in my life, that spirituality, peace. And so that became my foundation at age 10 of who I am today, uh, 52 years later. So it has been um, just... Uh, a great journey, ups and downs, but we all have ups and, and downs, and it's not, you know, the actual event, but it's how we respond to that event. And so there are so many times in my life where I could have responded negatively, and I wouldn't be sitting here with you today because of what I've seen in in my family, um, just the upbringing and some family members that actually got caught up in the environment of drugs and prostitution and gangs. And so I, I saw that as a girl. So uh, being adopted, being adopted um, was like the best thing that could have happened to me in my life. And end up going to college, majoring in accounting, and then getting, as you said, uh, my first job, uh, not my first job, but a job within the NFL. Right, which uh, led to eighteen year an eighteen year career, which is so interesting. So, what did you do in the NFL? So, I started out as controller for the Miami Dolphins and Joe Robbie Stadium. So, it was owned by the same person, the same family, the team and the stadium. And so, I was the controller for both the stadium and the team. 
And then I decided to get my MBA because I was literally bored because it was so slow. You know, I came from a very fast-paced industry of aviation and then manufacturing, and now I'm working in the NFL. There are only 10 home games, and so I decided to get my MBA to uh, prepare to leave the NFL after a couple of years and go into corporate America. IBM was my goal. But after two years, I literally got my MBA, and I was promoted to the stadium's treasure. Uh, It's the treasure for the stadium side, and that just opened up a whole new world for me. Uh, Mish, it was great. The new uh, the team had to be sold because the family didn't have uh, the the proper state planning. So they sold it to a businessman by the name of Wayne Heisinger, who owned Blockbuster Video at the time. And then he started Waste Management, or was one of the starters of Waste founders of Waste Management. Uh, I think it was Carnation. So he owned a lot, and he instilled a lot of of business policies into the team, which I loved. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. And then he bought the team, uh, the the not only the football, Dolphin, Miami Dolphins, but then he purchased a franchise of bas- baseball. So the Florida Marlins came to the team, uh, to the stadium, and so I was busy. Um, and then after a couple of years, I went into halftime, which is, as you know, I wrote my book called Halftime, um, uh, Learned to Pivot as a Leader, and identify next steps. And that's kind of where my book really came from. Uh, so my Miami Dolphins was my start into the NFL. Here's what I find so fascinating because adoption is a tough thing, right? Yes. yes. Um, and to be adopted is a tough thing. Mm-hmm. How did you always have this, what you, I mean, it could have turned out to be a whole different deal, right? Yes. And so what was inside you that was like, I'm ready to be adopted. I'm ready to be a part of this family. I'm, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Sure. So I am so fortunate to have my adopted parents as family members, my cousins. Okay. So when I was, when my mom was born, I'm mean, sorry, when I was born, my mom, my biological mom had mental illness. Okay. And so she was admitted into the hospital. And so she left me on the steps of family members. And so my aunt and my uncle, my grandmother's uh, sister and her husband, they had children. And one of the children, which was, I guess, my second cousin, married a woman by the name of Dorothy. And every weekend when they got married, I spent every weekend with them, helping clean up or whatever. She fell in love with me. um, And so after about a year, wanting to get me out of Liberty City, knowing I have five siblings and knowing what they had to deal with in that environment, uh, she and her husband, my cousin, they both adopted me and took me out of that environment. And so I was ready because... I mean, it just opened up a whole different world, Mish. Um, you know, where I lived at the time from birth to eight years old, nine years old, you know, I only had like three dresses, you know. So it was very humble beginnings when I right. say humble. And now, you know, I'm I'm with my mom, Dorothy, and she's a seamstress, and so I'm getting all kinds of things made. Oh, it's nice. Literal. Yes. <laughs> And so that was like, wow, this is great. And then she told me, though, because I was getting deets. I was getting failures in 
third grade, I remember getting a spanking because I was failing. And in third grade, I was eight. And that's when a co- the cousin, one of the cousins at the in the household said that I was dumb, stupid, and I was going to be crazy like my mom. Oh. And so my adopted mom changed my entire thought process. So when nice. she adopted me, she says, no, you are smart. You're very smart, Adrian. And from that point on, Mish, I only made A's and B's, even through college, because I simply believed her. Oh, my God. Good job, Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy did a great job. Yes, but that's so important. I mean, there's so many lessons in what you just said, Um, but just so important that that children, like, how am I being seen, right? Children think about this, right? And so if children think I'm being seen as dumb and stupid, then I must be dumb and stupid. To have someone say... Mm-mm. No, no, wrong. wrong. You are crazy smart. You're amazing. You've yes. got so much going for you. Like that, changing that can that have whole narrative such a huge impact. Yes. yes, and you know that's why it's so important of what we tell our children because a lot of times we think they're not listening. Oh, he's not listening, but really they are listening. Oh, they listen a lot. They listen a lot. They oh, may not yeah. show it, right? But they listen, and so I did listen to my cousin. So I continued to make bad grades. Until Dorothy, my adopted mom, said, you're not dumb and you're not stupid. You're smart. And then, doop. And so even as an adult, it's so important of what we think, our thinking, our yeah. thought process. Thoughts are important. Thoughts are important. People mm-hmm. don't think, they think, oh, it's just a thought. But but we can control that thought. And so a lot of people are um, amazed. I mean, I was amazed when I started learning about mindfulness and so forth. Oh, Oh my gosh, I'm with you on that. And yes. it, it is a good exercise to just every once in a while say to yourself, who am I? Right. And describe yourself. And if you hear something in there, it's like, that's not kind no. to think of yourself in that way, then start to change the narrative. Absolutely. Because that's what we do with our girlfriends. But well, yeah. We tell everyone else, oh no, you're smart. You're beautiful. Oh, you're you're smart. But then we tell ourselves, gosh, I'm so fat. I'm so this. I'm so that, you know. And Oh, we we can do a number on yeah, ourselves. Yes, I mean, I, to this day, I still will catch myself and I'll think, stop it. Same here. <laughs> it's know? like, oh, wait, stop. Just stop, stop it. That. That's not good for you to think that way about your that's own self, self, you know. Um, go listen to a TED Talk and then yes. <laughs> go listen to Adrian's TED Talk and you will, you will start to understand how to feel better about yourself. There you go. And, how, and so... Tell now, so now you have your own company, mm-hmm. and what did, what is your company about? So, um, I I thought of this before I retired last sum, last summer, yeah, June of uh, last year. What is it that I wanted to do? But I thought about this before, way before I decided to retire. Um, I love mentoring women. Mm-hmm. I love coaching, um, and I've been doing it all my life. And I decided, why not get paid for it? I like it. Yes. This is a good idea. This is a good idea. (laughs) And so I decided that after retirement, uh, I wanted to finish my book, publish my book, do some speaking engagements, and then uh, coach women, mentor women, and then do some consulting on the side. Um, And so that's what I've been doing, and it has been so rewarding. Yesterday, I coached a new person, a new client, and Miss, she was in tears when we when we hung up and um, from Zoom, and that is my why. So if someone said, Adrian, why? That is my why, to inspire and enhance the lives of women and girls. And then right after her, I had another client, and 
she's like, oh my gosh, Adrian, I never thought of that. Just the aha moments that I hear and I see in women um, and know that I'm really making a positive difference in the lives of these women. That is my why. It's and it, and it's so interesting because uh, so you know I think about this all the time how you as the human being you're really close to yourself and so sometimes you need another person to step back me looking at you and saying here's some things to think about here's some direction to go in here's something to maybe stop thinking about yourself and start thinking this way and and it's those. It's, sometimes it's just the simple, like what Dorothy just saying that one thing to you that just went boom. Oh, I am smart. Yeah. <gasps> oh wow. That was it. Yes. Right. And and then you were like, oh I'm oh I, okay this is good to know that I'm smart. Yes. Now now I will now I will move to this direction. Absolutely. You know, and that kind of thing for mentor a mentorship. You know, I'm like, oh, I can't even imagine you. I see you as this amazing mentor. Oh, <laughs> but because you have you have what's needed to back it up. You have a life story behind you that says, yeah. look, here's what I did. But I think, um, I mean, coming from Liberty City, which I've never heard of before, does not sound, is it still? Is Liberty, oh, yeah, Liberty City is still there. I still have family members. Is it still not? Still it disadvantaged. Still, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um then then with Dorothy saying, you know, young, right? You know, you're smart. Mm-hmm. That set you on the path of A's, B's, college, MBA, going into the corporate world. Yeah. And then I love people that retire and then go work again. Yes. I think it's great. Like, why would you stop working? I don't... I'm it, so young. Why? Yeah, right, exactly. And I have so know? much to, to... I feel... I believe I have so much to offer. Why would I keep it to myself? God didn't give us gifts to keep to ourselves. Right. My gift is not for me. My gift is for you and for listeners that we're talking to today. And my book is for others. So, you know, that's what I believe. I just believe that we're not supposed to hide or keep our gifts to ourselves. Ooh, no, share the that's gifts. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, and that's why, as you said, God gives you this these different skill sets so that you can have a life and Put food on the table, get gas in the car, have a place to live. I mean, there's a reason why you are to be paid for what you can do and the gifts that you've been given. Absolutely. So I can continue to bless others. So doing your TED, what was it like? Tell me about your experience of of going through the process of (gasps) crafting the talk and practicing the talk and practicing more and more and more. And Oh, wow. I tell you what, Mish, before the process started... Just getting the congratulations email was like, wow, this is so awesome. <laughs> I was on cloud nine. I was so excited. Oh, my gosh. It was like a whole new world opened up to me because I'm now about to retire because I received the information, I think, right before I retired. So I thought, wow, this would be a great stepping stone to, yeah, to launch my new career. Great. And so I was so excited. And then I, I received the email with... And this is the process. And then I got scared. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm yes. Like, oh, my gosh. I didn't realize it was going to be that much time, which mm-hmm. really was wonderful. Now that I look back, I probably probably could have used more time. But at the time, it felt like overwhelming. Like, this is a lot. I'm going to put this many hours in oh my this gosh, many like workshops. Why? Yeah. I have to meet with the facilitator weekly. It is a it's, I, I I tell people all the time, like, it takes 40 to 60 hours for yes. our speakers to prepare, prepare for 18 minutes or less. Yes. 
There's a lot. There's a lot. And it doesn't sound like a lot until you get into it. And then, but I tell you what, and then uh, the really cool thing for me was having the coach. Yes. Right? That was... Now, who was yes. your... Uh, Mary Lucky. Oh, hello. I was Mary lucky. lucky. I, I was were lucky. lucky to have Mary Lucky. lucky. Oh my gosh, Mary she's lucky. been with us yes, almost from the get go. Yes, yeah. Yes. So she kept me on track when I didn't want to be. She insists. I said, well, do we have to meet every week? Yes. Yep. We have to. Yes, we do. Sometimes we met twice a week. Um, because when I first uh, applied for the, the talk, my topic was totally different. My topic was going to be on social (laughs) social enterprise for nonprofits because I was passionate about, uh, at the time, working for the YWCA and having uh, a a for-profit arm Mm -hmm. so that they can make profit to generate income like Girl Scouts with cookies and the YMCA with the gyms and Goodwill with their retail stores and you go on and on. And YWCA just didn't have any earned income revenue coming in. Right. So how can we create a Except social enterprise? Circle, right? Yes. Because now it's like the, the for-profit feeds the non-profit. Non-profit. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. And that's what the funds would be for, like you said, to continue the mission so that we can continue to serve women who are going through sexual assault, domestic violence, yes. housing for homeless women. So that was my original topic. And I was so passionate about it. And then, uh, of course, after my first rehearsal, uh, the audience said, well, we really want to hear your story. That's really good. But you have a unique story. Not too many women. Well, you're the only black woman who've gone to be the CFO in an NF- for an NFL team. Exactly. So you have a unique story, and we want to hear that. And, um, and I thought, okay, well, in order for me to get to that story, I have to start from birth because it leads up. Right. And uh, so that's how I end up doing the uh, talk that I did. And I tell you what, I would not change. I mean, the staff from you, from, I mean, Steve, everyone, just first class. um, Oh, my gosh. It was just awesome. And Elaine, everyone, just the whole experience. I'll remember the entire experience. Oh, uh, that's yes. so great, and I and I and um, you know we we love hearing that, and we we can't hear enough of it because as you know we're all volunteers, and so you know we all have such passion and drive for what we do at TEDx St. Louis that I love that we are able to attract these amazing people that are willing to put that time in, but then also willing to change the idea, and that happens a lot more than people. Oh know. wow! Okay. Um, you know, because we can be intrigued by your idea. We can be intrigued by your background, you know. But what what is interesting is during the process where it's like, it's like there's something that many times is like, wait a minute, this is, this is what, where we need to go with this. But it can be, I mean, it's a lot of work it's and you have to get in front of everybody and practice and, you know, listen to all of us go, well, I would say it this way or I would, would cut that the, part yeah, out. or yep, you yep, know, and, that, like, and that was great. And having Coca there to give us those yes. tips on the power move. And I just did a a, a workshop uh, and, and that was, you know, I told the power, the power move, move, that confidence. When we're trying yep. to build confidence in ourselves, sometimes it just takes two minutes just to stand in your power move 
Do you know what this is called? To, okay, fin, for, so if you guys were watching us on a video, you would know what the heck Adrian and I are doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> but for those of you that are listening to this just audio only, the name of it is Akimbo. A-K-I-M-B-O. Yes, akimbo. And it was, and it's it's like when you've got your hands on your hips and you're just like, I am, you know, I am a superhero. Just yes. imagine yourself with a cape on. I mean, that's that, but akimbo is the actual name. And the only reason why I know this, I can't remember. I think I think the name of the cartoon was Earthworm Jim. Oh wow. I might not be the only person on earth that knows this particular Well, listen, this room you are. <laughs> but one of the characters was Akimbo. Akimbo. And, and for whatever weird reason, I decided to look it up one day, and I realized Akimbo stood like this all the time. And that was, that's the that's, that's the, the word. word. And that's how, okay, that was his stance. And what is so, the, the character? Um, Superwoman? No, what's her name? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman stands akimbo. <laughs> yes. So whoever is uh, not watching, listeners, you just think about Wonder Woman who stood with her hands on her hips. That's right. And that power pose. There's something about it. It just, it feels, it's a great thing. And the other one I do mm-hmm. is even the little victories. <laughs> That's right. I will be like, go, yes, Miss. Yes. You accomplished that. That's right. Put my hands up and be like, yes, Yes. I did it. You know, there's something about that connection between how we stand, you know, how and and what's going on in our brain. So there you go. If you're not feeling particularly powerful, akimbo is the way to go. Just akimbo for two minutes. I love it. Oh my gosh. So here's some fun questions for you, ma'am. Okay. Let's go here. Um, so one of the things I noticed on LinkedIn is you are the sub-district commissioner of the Missouri Botanical Garden. Yes. Tell me what tell me what that means. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. So um that means that there's the the board of directors for the Missouri uh, Missouri Botanical Gardens. There's the board. Okay. And the sub-district uh, commissioners, as a commissioner, we're more like the overseer or kind of the oversight of just accountability. Got that's, that's an easier, yeah. So it, it's just being an accountable partner, partner to others on the board or within the agency or whatever. And so we, um, we have our own set of meetings, separate meetings as commissioners, um, Oh my God, it is just so, oh my gosh. It's amazing, Mish, to just see the transformation of flowers even. It just. I was going to say, oh now gosh. you're there. Like, do you have a area yes. of the garden that's your favorite or a plant that's your favorite? Uh, no, I can't say favorite. Um, I love the tulips, though. When that time of year, when it's time for the tulips, uh, season. Yeah. And they take us on a tour of that. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I would say that's tulips. We're here. Aren't, isn't it tulip season? I'm not great at plants, but I'm thinking you Easter know, is coming yeah, up. Isn't that they're all over the place now. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yes. And so. they come in all these great colors. Oh my gosh. So many. If you're down or sad, for me, I just look at tulips and it's like, oh, and stand akimbo at the same time. At the and man, same the time. world is going to be at your yes. feet on that. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me that new word, akimbo. So. Akimbo. Okay. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yes. All right. Um, I have a question about... Okay, so I was looking up where you went to school in Baltimore, Maryland, Morgan yeah. State University. Mm-hmm. And is there something... I love Baltimore, by the way. Me too. It's a great city. It is. It has a really great aquarium. And seafood. And seafood. 
absolutely. But is there something about Baltimore that maybe we don't know that you want to share with us? Oh, gosh. Well, one thing uh, for me that I learned is that St. Louis is a small Baltimore for Are me. We? Oh, yeah, okay. without the seafood. Okay. Well, yeah, without we the seafood, we don't yet. have the Correct. seafood. But um, I, I, the, the way we're set up um, is very similar to Baltimore. I think I get. I think you're smaller. right. Yeah. yeah, we just don't have the landing needs to be um, a harbor or something. We need to really renovate or our our yes. landing area because that that should be a totally different uh, environment. It should I be agree. similar to Cleveland, Baltimore. Yes. There's when so I many. When I went to Cleveland, I yes, thought the same, same thing. thing. I thought. We need to do we this need? with Laclede's Landing and our whole riverfront. Our whole riverfront. We have that there. Let's do something amazing with it. I mean, and make it so that tourists actually want to go hang out down there. Absolutely. And we should have amazing That should be places. an amazing place I agree. on our river. Well, and you know, for the longest time, Union Station was one of those places. I'm like, why aren't we doing yes. something with Union Station? Now, now they, I love our aquarium. Yes, and yeah. Um, in my mind, I wanted us to make like a, a pike place market or a Reading market. I thought that would be really cool. I mm. love Soulard Market. Yep. Love Soulard Market. Yep. But and Soulard Market actually is a lot like that now, where we've got like kind of more special like things to eat and and outside of just things to um food. Like, you know, there's also, you know, fun kind of items to buy. But the thing I like about uh, Reading or Pike places that there's all these different restaurants to go to and right it's on the water huge yeah. and it's you know it's that's just that's what I, I really want a waterfront for St. We Louis. really need a waterfront. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we do. I I don't know who's in control of all that, but let's well, get let's see. On it. Maybe we'll write a letter. I think they just got two hundred fifty million dollars for the city, so maybe they can use some of that. That could be part of it. Yes. Yes. Right. And I would also like to add in that we need. Better looking barricades. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's throw in the barricades. I think yes. if they went to they went to the barricade store and they did not choose the <laughs> the prettiest barricades for when they close off Washington. So I live on Washington Avenue, and I love when they close off the streets so that all the restaurants can pour out into the streets and put their tables out there. Oh, that's but fun. it's super cool, and that'll happen as we're getting in into you know the nicer weather and okay. everything. But I just remember walking down. I was like all excited. Oh, and I was like. Oh, oh, guys, can we get... But now, uh, Vanessa Cooksey, mm -hmm. who is um, part of our advisory board, was telling me that there's a grant for artists to beautify downtown, and I'm thinking, put an artist on those barricades. Please do. Have someone please paint those yes. and look so they can look cooler. cooler. <laughs> and that's what we need to be doing. So. And that would be my yeah. two cents for what no. I want the city of St. Louis to do right now. Well, then there you So that's that's what I would say between Baltimore and St. Louis. That's what I would do. I would do a beautification uh, on our waterfront. I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. So okay. one of the questions I always ask everybody um, is about kindness. Mm. So kind of a top of mind, you know, have you witnessed, received, given any kindness lately? Oh, gosh. I try to, to do that every day, all day. I love so that. So that is not something that is one and done. It's not something that just happens. It is something that's in my DNA. And just like with gratitude, um, 
you know, you have to be intentional about some of these things because not everyone will allow you to be kind to them. This but you still true. have to love and be kind to them, in my opinion. Right. And so uh, I think yesterday was something was very kind. I gave a complimentary coaching to the young lady that I told you about. And uh, at the end of the coaching session, it wasn't what we started out, but it's what she needed. And right. so, um, so I, I felt that I gave her that. Um, and that made me feel good knowing what I gave her, the gift uh, of clarity, just helping her to become clear yes. about what it is you're you know, trying to do. Uh, I, I'm, my husband gives me kindness every day. So before I left, he hugged and kissed me. And so that's my receiving of kindness for today. And Aww. of course, it was reciprocal. And what's your husband's name? It's a Vito, but his name is Vernon Vito Bracy. Vito. All right. Yeah. So Good Vito. Job, v- yeah. Vito. V- yeah. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. tell everybody how they can find out more about you. Well, uh, I have a website. Uh, they can go on Adrian, www, of course, adrianbracy.com. A D R I A N B as in boy, R A C Y.com. And, and, that website will give you everything, my LinkedIn, or you can just Google me for LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I am on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Nice. Yes. And so Adrian Bracey is the best way to, to find me on all of those avenues. Well, this has been delightful, ma'am. Oh, Mish, I can't tell you the joy that just being around you, I Aww. just feel so... So loved. Well, same here. Oh. I mean, same here. And and I, I I thank you because, you know, I don't always get to really sit down and talk to our speakers all the time. So this podcast gives me this great opportunity to get to know. I mean, I know our speakers are all really, really amazing. So I love when I get to know them even better by doing the podcast. So thank you for well, being here today. Thank you. Thank you for all you do for all of us in our oh, community. And for you too. And thank all the mentor, mentoring that you are going to, you know, accomplish in the future with all these people. I love that this is your retirement. It's thank great. You. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone out there, you have been listening to Mishmash. All right. So spread the kindness. Kindness in every way. Do it today and every day. Every day. All day. (laughs) Love it. Thank you. Thank you. See you all later.